Good morning, and a special uh, welcome to uh, the campuses uh, to which this is being streamed right now. Uh, Waverly, Grundy Center are all hearing the vision teaching this morning at the same time. The senior leaders decided that would be a good thing for all of us across the Orchard Hill campuses to uh, hear this thing together. And uh, those of you watching online being streamed to, watching it at home, uh, we're glad you're here too. We have a mission statement that determines many of the things we do as a church. And the mission statement is uh, on the screen, helping next generations encounter and follow Jesus to bless a broken world. You, most of you know that. Encounter and follow Jesus. That's what we're hoping for next generations. And then together, we as campuses will bless the broken world. This is week three of our vision this fall. Week one, uh, Brian uh, told us, encouraged us to gather together, gather on Sunday mornings, gather in small groups, uh, sign up for a small group, and then through that, grow in Christ and bless a broken world. Last week at the picnic, and by the way, what a picnic. Uh, I saw an estimate 1,500 people there in the parking lot. Um, I was amazed by the number of people. Um, I actually met a couple, an older couple, who uh, I shook hands with after the service, and they said, we couldn't be here for the service because we can't be in the sun that much. So we watched it online. Then we came over to greet our friends. Uh, that's that gathering together part. That's so important. Um, and uh, we, we talked about uh, running your race with quiet perseverance. And now today, we're doing this part of the vision, uh, a part, part of the vision that we want to uh, encourage you to keep uh, persevering in your volunteering, in your making a difference uh, for the ministries of the church. Because we have ministries that are focused within the walls, and we have ministries that are focused beyond the walls of our church. Ministries to our church family, but they still bless the world. When you volunteer at Chaos, our junior high, or Big House, our high school, or Basic, our senior, and those are targeted at our kids and their friends. And so we bless the world by doing these inside. When you hold a baby this morning in the nursery, you're like um, blessing people who can come here and then um, catch, catch fire for Christ. So within our walls... And a couple scriptures that are important as we uh, begin this morning. And the first one is uh, this scripture uh, from Matthew. And uh, this comes after Jesus asked his disciples, hey, who do people say I am? And remember, Peter and the guy said, well, some say you're a prophet and all this. And then, and then he says, well, who do you say I am? And here's Peter's answer. Uh, Peter says, um, you, are the, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then here's Jesus' reply. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, what's the rock? It's the confession. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. On this rock, I will build my church. Notice the pronouns. Jesus says, I will build my church. Who does this church belong to? And every Christian church in the community, it's clear. It belongs to Jesus. It doesn't belong to our donors. It doesn't belong to our board. It doesn't belong to our staff or our pastors. It doesn't. It belongs and honors Jesus. And that's such an important thing. To, when our leadership board members come in and meet at a leadership board, they don't represent you. They don't. They don't represent some subgroup. They walk in the door and they represent one 
one being, and that being is Jesus. They have to make the best decisions they can for Jesus. What would Jesus want in our ministries, in our fall, in our parking lot, in how we do our building? What would Jesus want? I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, Jesus, I will build my church. And then one more. When Jesus was leaving this earth, he left us with a commission. Then Jesus came to them, and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority is mine, Jesus says. All power, all authority. Therefore, in my power... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. I don't know if you notice that, but when Doug's up here baptizing a baby, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we are at the swimming pool this summer, and we did a lot of baptism, when we were at the swimming pools this summer, both uh, on our campuses and here, And we dunk people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're obeying Christ by doing the baptisms. That's what he told us to do. And then he told us to obey and to be salt and light. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. And I thought, I need help. And so I'm going to invite uh, Molly Shemansky and Molly Juza up here to um, help with this part. Because these two have been hired to... Help us uh, do ministry for Christ. Uh, This is my church. Help us do ministry for Christ beyond our walls. And so uh, I'm excited for you to get to know these two. And I'm excited for them to tell the stories of what God is doing beyond our walls here. So uh, Molly Shemansky, you're going to introduce yourself first. Okay. Uh, Good morning, everyone. I'm Molly Shemansky, and my husband's name is Bond. And Bond and I met through the sport of volleyball. So he was a D1 volleyball coach, and I was just a high school coach. And that's how we connected. And fast forward to today, uh, Bond and I have been married five years. And Bond brought three children into our marriage. So oldest is Karina, then Nicholas, and then Bond Jr. And I brought my son, Austin. So together, we are a big, crazy, uh, blended family of six Um, A little bit about me personally, I have some passions, so one, coaching and volleyball, I love it a lot, Um, two, single mom ministry and more of single mom fellowship, Um, and three, I'm really passionate about World Grace Project, which is a local entity that helps immigrants and refugees when they land here in Waterloo, and my husband and I are landlords, so this year we kind of um, stepped outside our comfort zone and we're doing transitional housing for the immigrants and refugees. So it's been a lot of learning, and we really love it. Great, great. And, you know, it's interesting, the department here, the focused outside our walls, two Mollies. So Molly Juza, introduce yourself, would you? Absolutely. I am Molly Juza. Um, I am a former Spanish and ESL teacher. Uh, in high school, and um, then started staying home with our kiddos. Here's a picture of our family. My husband, Jeff, uh, we celebrated our 15th anniversary this summer, and we've got four kids, Daniel, Matthew, David, and Esme. She's up on Jeff's back there. You can see in the picture. Um, And as a family, we love being outside. We love hiking, camping, traveling, um, really just anything to do with the outdoors. Um, and then personally, I, um, I think some of the things that I bring to this role and things that I'm passionate about 
would include things like justice and reconciliation, as well as um, taking care of our environment and our physical space, nature, and God's creation around us. And then just learning about and from different cultures. I love learning from different people um, who have come from a different place. And then um, foster care and adoption, I'd say, were, are two things also that are um, something that our family story involves and that things that I just really am uh, interested in. When I started visiting with these two, I discovered that we as a church have been doing things I knew nothing about. I didn't even know we were doing them. And so then we decided uh, that we wanted to hear some of these stories. So uh, you have like a volleyball story. I do. Um, raise your hand if you knew that a record was broke this week uh, for women's sports. Raise your hand. Okay. So uh, Nebraska volleyball uh, just broke the attendance record for um, a women's sporting event. And it was amazing. So it's uh, timely that we're talking about volleyball. So we didn't host a world record-breaking event, but we did host a volleyball retreat here this summer. So to give a little bit of background for the retreat, um, Molly and I invited a team from North Minneapolis, and the team's coach's name was Kathy. And Kathy shared with us about the community, and she shared how it's very under-resourced, and there's extremely high crime rates, and there's just a ton of poverty throughout. And she also shared with us the realities that a lot of her athletes have, have to choose between working to meet their basic needs or participating in volleyball. So luckily, Kathy runs a social enterprise similar to TriPi. So they sell pizzas all summer long, her and the girls, from a mobile pizza oven in order for the girls to earn an income during the fall so they can participate in sport. So Kathy shared with us a need where training opportunities are so expensive and anyone that has children in club sports, you know it's really expensive. So Molly and I wanted to host them right here at Orchard Hill Church. We heard the need and we wanted to give them a high-level volleyball camp. Uh, so I voluntold my husband and... Uh, <laughs> voluntold? Voluntold, <laughs> okay. yes. Anyone that That's works a new in word. ministry knows their spouses get voluntold. So... Um, so they, they came, and they hopped in a van, and uh, they came down to Iowa, and the girls were so fun. We've never seen a group so excited to come to Iowa before, but they were, <laughs> and uh, they were hilarious and full of life and energy, and Molly and I really enjoyed getting to know them. So uh, we set up two volleyball nets, and we trained, and we trained hard, and Bond led it, and Molly and I followed along with their coaching staff, um, but there were so much... There was so much more to those moments than just volleyball. I mean, we trained hard, and they excelled, and they, um, we didn't go easy on them, and they rose to the level of expectation, and they had fun, and they loved the feedback. But um, outside of just volleyball, it was really cool to see the local high schools, Waterloo East and Waterloo West, um, coming here and training with us to elevate the level of play, as well as donating volleyballs. That was so helpful um, that they donated those. And outside of that, we had Orchard Hill volunteers that cooked these delicious meals and served them to the girls, and they were so grateful. And then we had Orchard staff donating mattresses, and we had um, just a local Lost Island that made it possible for these girls to round out their trip with a visit to the water park and just um, to have some reprieve and have fun um, and bank some really great memories. And um, Molly even gave them a journal and taught them just what a healthy practice it could be to express themselves and to process. Um, so there were so many cool God moments throughout um, that uh, retreat that I probably can't put into words right now, um, but truly just 
seeing how gracious and grateful the girls were and the coaching staff were, but Molly and I were equally as grateful to be able to experience that with them and learn from them and enjoy them. Um, and just to see Coach Kathy's faithfulness um, and just uh, learning from her and the healing power that sports can bring when you come from a perspective of the Lord. So, Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. And that was going on here, and I only live a couple blocks from here, and I had no idea we had something that powerful going on here in our gym. That's so good. Uh, Molly, um, you're going to talk about Haiti a little bit. Yeah. Yes. So um, I'll get to the volleyball theme in a second because it does continue. But just to give some background, all three of our campuses have been involved with UCI in Haiti. UCI stands for United Christians International. Um, it started as a very, very small organization. It has grown. They currently have 3,000 students involved, all the way from preschool up through their university. Um, and Orchard's been a part of Haiti for uh, many, many years, well before my time. Some of you in here have probably done a trip there and maybe installed a concrete floor in a home. Um, you might have purchased peanut butter to donate. Um, some of you might be uh, some of our child sponsors or university sponsors who donate each month to allow students to not only attend school and learn about Jesus, but also to get a full meal each day, which is not something to take for granted. How many kids, families do we sponsor? We've got 130 child sponsors and 12 university sponsors. Okay. Yeah, a huge. It's a huge, huge um, initiative of UCI. And um, so one thing that I thought I'd share today that we um, haven't shared yet from up front following the volleyball theme, um, UCI also has a sports ministry program. And volleyball actually is one of their um, top sports, volleyball and soccer. And John John and Christy were here in the spring and shared with us a little bit about um, some pretty steep obstacles that their players were facing. They had traveled to a uh, local tournament in their um, community. Um, one that they needed to stay overnight for. And they had been promised food and water, but because of some discrimination, they did not receive adequate food and water. And if you can imagine playing in a tropical country, a demanding sport in the middle of the day, it was exhausting for their students. And then to top it off, they weren't given the appropriate sleeping accommodations that had been promised either. And so as a staff, we decided that this wasn't right, and what could we do? Um, so we decided to sponsor their next tournament, and we were able to raise money to not only provide the food and water that they needed to be able to do their sport, but also um, some mattresses for them to sleep on, and then some fuel for their school bus. And then on top of that, our VBS kids during their week here in the summer um, also contributed to this sports ministry by raising money for volleyballs, soccer balls, and sports nets. And as somebody who doesn't come from a sports family in my childhood, it's been amazing to see how sports is such a pathway and a channel to reach people, especially for UCI outside of their school. Excellent, excellent. Well, let's hear, now, now locally, another thing we are partnered with is Habitat. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So Habitat for Humanity is leading the transformation and revitalization of the Cedar Valley neighborhoods. So for those of you that aren't familiar, their mission is to build communities, build homes, and build hope. And they do this through fostering accountability and follow through with their potential homeowners by requiring them to complete a financial literacy course. They put in 300 hours of sweat equity building the houses on top of actually paying their own mortgage. So... Um, Habitat also uh, was our, sorry, we were the first church to join Habitat in the commitment of joining their builder circle. And since then, we have committed to every third Saturday of the month, we send eight volunteers and we help build homes and it's amazing. And for Molly and I, 
getting to connect with Habitat staff and getting to participate in build days, getting to speak to a homeowner and just hear how transformational it is to them and how it's affecting their lives on top of participating in the Habitat book reads, learning about holistic neighborhood development. I mean, it is so amazing, but I can sit here and speak to you about the impact, but unless you come experience it and see the neighborhoods and talk to the neighbors, you really don't understand the impact um, it has. So another thing that Molly and I love about Habitat is anyone can come. You don't have to be handy, you don't have to be skilled, you don't have to be in shape, you just have to have a willing heart and hands and um, just come. And we've just really enjoyed this partnership. They're such a blessing to us. Um, and there's something so beautiful about physically seeing people be the hands and feet of Jesus in the community. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Excellent, excellent. And one more story locally, uh, Love, Inc., Yes. So Wally, Molly and I have done a lot of learning together this spring. Um, as our relationship has grown, it's been a great way to get to know each other. Um, we took a course in the spring uh, that really focused on how to be a good neighbor, the, the principles of Christian community development. And then second, secondarily, you can see here this picture, we took a class through Love, Inc., who's a partner here at Orchard, um, a 10-week community class called Begin Now. And then within that, um, there's a few different classes you can take. So the class that I took uh, was called Affirming Potential. And it was a class that really focused on making sure people understood that they had inherent value just by being a person, just by being a human. You have inherent God-given value. Um, and so many of the classmates around me had never been told that before. They had had deep brokenness from either a former church, from their families of origin, from relationships, just this extreme brokenness. Um, and I was so thankful to be just in a room with people who were so different from me and had life experiences that were different. Um, I would have never encountered a lot of the people in my class um, just on the street, just on a day-to-day -day basis. And then Molly took a class called Faith and Finance. Here's Molly's class. And this was kind of a level two course um, and really focused on financial freedom, budgeting, and all of the skills that go into making good money decisions. But the coolest part then, these pictures came from the graduation ceremony. So many people in my small group had never had a graduation ceremony before, and they held nothing back here. We had decorations, we had fancy dishes and, and silverware and um, fancy foods, and it was so cool. Those details just said, we see you, we affirm you, you are worthy, and it was just so impactful. It was an amazing experience. I just, I just emotionally feel like for that man or woman who's never had a graduation, and here's my first graduation. Wow, what a powerful thing. Um, so as, as the leader of our uh, Focused Beyond Our Walls Ministries, you have to learn stuff, right? You have to keep learning so we can follow and participate with you. So tell us something you're learning. Yeah, so the biggest, the biggest thing we're learning, the overarching principle, which we have learned from those who came before us and we continue to learn, um, is mutuality. And so we will continually looking, be looking for partners who value mutuality. Um, I think a lot of times churches and churchgoers focus a little more on charity and doing things for other people. And there's absolutely a place for that. Uh, relief is very, very important in a lot of places. Um, but as a church making decisions on how we want to partner well in our communities and in our world, we want to focus on mutuality, this interdependent relationship, reciprocal relationship. Um, so we believe, of course, that God has created us in his image with inherent dignity, inherent value and worth. 
And even the most marginalized people in our society have that inherent dignity and value. And so when we start to see ourselves this way and others this way, we see that everybody has something to give. Every single person has something to give. And they also then have a need. All of us in here have something to give and a need. It's both things. And so mutuality is having this high view of others. And we start to see that when we do things for others, that they can do themselves, we're kind of limiting that, that God-given gift in their life. We're limiting some things. And we're also creating dependency on top of that. And so mutuality instead is doing things with other people instead of for, doing things together where it allows us to work together to use our unique strengths as well as our collective strengths together. Yeah. And a specific example of this is how the leader of Habitat has shared with Dave how impactful Orchard Hill Church's way that we do mission and our missional principles have affected their organization. And simultaneously, they have affected us. And Molly and I continue to learn from them just about their sustainable model that helps people achieve strength and stability and independence to build a better life for themselves. Yeah. And if you think of like what I just shared about with Haiti, it's like, wait, isn't that relief? And there is definitely some relief going on in Haiti, but we're doing everything through our partners. Indigenous leader, John John, was born and raised in this community. And so we've built this relationship and we trust them. And when they bring us ways that our financial gifts can help, we're going to try to fulfill those. But we are working through the people. We're realizing God uses people, not just stuff. God works through the people. And so we can see the change happening in the country through our partners, through the people of UCI. Yeah, we don't take God there. God's at work there already. We join what they're doing with God. Yeah. Okay, and another learning is uh, like our deep, our deep investment mm-hmm. in partners. Yep. So when we talk about partnership, uh, we at Orchard choose to invest deeply with less partners, but we do this very intentionally. We choose to partner with people versus partner with organizations, and the relational component to this partnership is so powerful. Our current partners very much align with our missional principles. And less partners means our roots and our focus can go deeper, which ultimately will make more significant impact in the kingdom. And our long-term commitment and support allows partners to operate in confidence and continue to do the good work that they're already doing. And so one example of this would be our Grundy County um, site who's working or who has been working with the Eldora Training School. Um, They don't just take care of spiritual needs there. They're building relationships with these kids in a deep way, making cookies, grilling, playing basketball, things that, again, that seem kind of... Teaching the young men to cook. Exactly, exactly. It's a a deep, holistic thing rather than, um, yeah. Delivering some meals. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or our relationship with our friends in Mozambique through Food for the Hungry, we have strategically chosen to invest deeply in one community. And after several years, they have now graduated from our program and they no longer need our support. So we have moved on to a neighboring community. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a powerful thing. Huge, huge. Yeah. And then finally, our Christmas stores are a great example of this. Um, As they've been set up, there's been so much intentionality behind all of the decisions. Um, So parents are invited to shop for their kids at greatly reduced costs for the gifts. But they, they, the parents, are the ones choosing and purchasing their own children's gifts. Um, We get to be involved. We get to stock the store with gifts. We get to donate a book maybe to to give to the families as they leave. But it's really cool that we are really saying to the parents, we see you, 
your ability to care for your own children, your desire to care for your own children, and let's just help you level that playing field so that you can do that. In that Christmas store, it started here, but now both of our other campuses have taken it to their counties. Exactly. All three campuses are involved. And lots of churches, lots of partners, and uh, lots of our volunteers. Yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, we're getting towards the end of our time. Uh, is there one more thing you would want to say to our congregation as we think about uh, ministry beyond our walls? Do you want me to go? Um, I would say that even in our own community, there are so many different cultures and multi-generations and people with uniquenesses and different backgrounds and the way they grew up and uh, what experiences they've had. There's so much uniqueness. And when we limit ourselves to our own comfortable circles that we kind of do life in, you actually miss out on all of God's kingdom that he's created and the beauty and the uniqueness of his creation. Yeah, yeah, so much. And I would say um, I've experienced this a lot. I've always thought that there's a lot of learning to do, but also there's a lot of unlearning to do, especially when learning about mutuality and learning from these different people around us. There is learning, but there's also unlearning. So be prepared to step out of your comfort zone. Mm, good. Well, uh, you guys stay right there. I want to thank you for being with us. And uh, I want to remind us that, you know, uh, Jesus said, I will build my church. And so we're doing all of this uh, within our walls and beyond our walls for him. And uh, it's his power and it's his graciousness and it's his love that we take and take with us as we go. Let's pray together. Uh, dear God, thank you for these two who have stepped up to lead uh, the ministries focused beyond our walls. Thank you for every volunteer that serves in all of the stories they talked about. Thank you for the volunteers who fixed the meals for the basketball, the volleyball camp. Thank you for the volunteers who uh, sponsor children in Haiti uh, and Mozambique. Thank you, Father, for uh, so many of the opportunities you've given us and the opportunity we have to learn from others. Father, uh, help us as fall is kicking up now, help us find our ways of supporting your church, whether it's a new volunteer opportunity, whether it's um, a new giving opportunity, whatever it is, Father, uh, I pray that you would uh, help us serve your church, love your church, volunteer through your church in, in a way that is helpful to your kingdom and grows our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.